Welcome back to another episode of Kiara Speaks, and here we have a Sunday service touching on mental wellness. This podcast encourages you to remember who you are, embrace your essence, and enhance your entire being. If you are new here, I'm your host, Kiara, and I'm happy you arrived. Let's get into it. Alright guys, I know I've been out for two weeks. First and foremost, I want to say I gave birth to a child and giving birth itself takes a lot of energy. Um, And as the days went by, I realized that I needed to process my experience and make sure I was in the proper headspace before I recorded another episode. And so, yeah, here and there, you may hear her add her little commentary. She does comment on things I talk about um, when I'm holding her or when she's sitting next to me. But yeah, I feel a lot better. I'm here. We here. Let's get into it. Today's episode is going to be about facing fears. Before we get into our episode, we got to do our feeling check-in. So let's get into that. Everybody close your eyes. Take a deep breath. How are you feeling? What's the first emotion that comes up? Are you feeling creative? Exuberant? Disappointed? Angry? Accomplished? Or free? Is anyone feeling angry? Is anyone feeling angry? If you're feeling angry, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And this doesn't disregard anyone that is not feeling angry. I thought about something. I thought about how um, children, like toddlers on up, not even toddlers on up, just children in general that still trying to identify their emotions and figure out what is this feeling that I'm feeling. And have you ever, like, experienced a, a child that's angry, they scream real loud or stomp their feet or like they just have a tantrum and you notice when some adults are angry they don't really do that they keep it stored in and they're not able to release that energy and I just want to say whoever's feeling angry sometimes you need to pause and breathe and scream like sometimes if, if you like in a public place wait until you get in the car or wait until you get home if you have roommates scream in a pillow like but if you are around someone that accepts you when you tell them you need to have a moment to scream or stomp your feet or do something to release that anger listen keep that person around you hold them close because that's beautiful that's a real vulnerable space that you're in and to have somebody like that around you is really a blessing but yeah i just want to talk about that i don't really think adults do that enough like okay yeah you can journal yeah you can shower yeah you can cry it out but what if you feel called to scream some people really do feel called to scream and they don't do it but i think it's a good thing i've done it before i've like screamed because I was angry, didn't even know where that energy was coming from, but I did it and I felt a lot better. And I didn't think too or excuse me, I didn't think twice about why I did it or where that was coming from. Sometimes you don't need to know what made you angry. 
it's just stored energy that's been there for a long time that needs to be released. And your body knows when it's time to let it go. So, yeah, anyways, anyways, so let me get back to the point. You hear her? She like, yeah, y'all need to let that out. <laughs> but anyways, let me get back to the point. Fear. What is fear? So I looked it up on Google, of course, and this is what it said. Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. And I truly, really like this definition because it does allow me to acknowledge that we do need to be in tune with our emotions. It's our body's way of communicating with us. Like, for example, you know how or you could be in an elevator with a whole serial killer. And your body begins to feel, like, communicate with you. You get a sensation in your body. But my definition of fear or my perspective of that fear is, let's say, obsessive fear at that. We're going to talk about obsessive fear. Because, again, like I said, those emotions are our body's way of communicating with us. And my definition of perspective on obsessive fear is just a lack of faith and a lack of trust. It's like you get a nudge from your intuition and instead of surrendering, it gets questioned by our heart and our thoughts. Why did I just feel that? This is a normal human. He don't look like he'll hate me. Like not trusting your intuition puts you through more pain versus just surrendering. And I'll tell you, I've been through it. I'm looking at it as a higher perspective, though. Like, so that's what I mean by obsessive fear. Because, again, Fear is a, a normal 3D emotion that allows you to communicate, or excuse me, allows your body to communicate with you, your mind, and your spirit, so you can be in tune with your environment or, or yourself and just what's going on and 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 just this this way of learning. And obsessive fear is always scared and worried about the outcome of something. When will you just relax? That's very important to think about. When are you just going to relax? Our reality gets distorted very young and it controls our subconscious mind if we're not conscious enough to release that. So that's why I normally use examples from youthful experiences and because that's where our core beliefs begin. So let's explore um, a youthful example. Let's say as a child... You're journeying around the house you live in, and you have stairs. Let's say you got stairs, and you're about two or three, and it's time to put yourself through a challenge, and your body may have already alerted you that this could be dangerous, but you're a kid. You know how kids are so damn fearless? Like, they trust themselves more than we do. (laughs) But anywho, before you take that step down the stairs, boom. Your guardian screams or snatches you away or says, no, 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 or something that ultimately is then projecting them fears on you. But then you start to believe that stairs are dangerous. Like, this is the core belief. Stairs are dangerous. It's not safe. And it really sucks how some people aren't aware of their triggers. Because imagine if that guardian paused and regulated their emotions and came back to say baby I was scared you would get hurt please forgive me now let's practice walking down the steps because 
hell, a child is going to have to learn to do that anyway, you know, and yes, it may be dangerous at that age, but how are they going to learn? Walk beside them, help them practice walking down the steps, you know, but again, that's what I mean by you may already feel the fear. And again, kids, like I said, they need help figuring out emotions and what it is and why they're feeling them. That kid may have already felt like, whoa, looking down them steps like, damn, that's a long way to go. But again, kids are fearless. They're going to do it anyway. But unfortunately, we also live in a world where fear is being projected almost everywhere you turn, which is strategically orchestrated to keep us in that lower vibration. So have you ever experienced fear and it kept you stagnant or created more turmoil versus just trusting divine flow? I know I have. And I thought for a little minute, like last week, I was like, how the hell am I going to record this podcast about fear when I just went through an experience of lack of faith? And it was really hard. It was like, it stung. It really stung, man. I was like, man, no, I ain't going to do it. (laughs) And I thought, like, I lived that experience. I lived that experience. I know what it's like. And I got the opportunity to keep trying and trying and trying again. My birth experience was really traumatic. I'm not going to go into too much detail But I will say that my plan was to go through my pregnancy just connecting with my child. I had no interest in looking at her through ultrasound or I had no interest in that. I wanted to connect with her in ways that I couldn't see, but more ways of me feeling. And to be honest, that experience was amazing. I really felt connected, felt, I feel, I still feel very connected to my baby. I went up until 36 weeks. Well, I I got my very first ultrasound at seven weeks, but I was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) I did that to make sure we were accurate on um, how far along she was. But after that, I went without an ultrasound until 36 weeks and... The reason behind that was my midwife, she was measuring me for the past couple months and she felt like baby was measuring small and she was encouraging me to go to an ultrasound just to make sure she was okay and not really for the medical industry. I know they have a a different agenda, a deeper agenda and um, if you a chicken, you can get sucked in. And I held my ass got sucked in as, as many times as I was like, no, this is not happening. I'm not doing it. I end up doing it anyway, out of fear, out of lack of trust. Like, but yeah, I held off for a while. I held off. I was like, no, I'm not going. <laughs> my baby's fine. She may be a small baby. I just brushed off what they were saying. But it got closer to 40 weeks and um yeah with what was being 
um, expressed to me, I end up saying, okay, fine, let's see if baby's okay. Let's just make sure she's fine. And with the very first ultrasound, they suspected baby wasn't okay. She was suspected IUGR. And you hear me say suspected. I say suspected because they, they really suspected that baby's perfectly fine. She's she's okay. She When she came out, she was not what they suspected. But, um, yeah, the OB encouraged an induction. And I was like, no. Why? What's the point? Baby's better out than in. But we're going to monitor her closely. And if she's not doing well after a few weeks, then we have to do an induction. Like, well, if she's measured, if she's okay, then we don't need to do the induction. But um, the things that they say, again, unfortunately, we live in a world where fear is being projected almost everywhere. And going in the doctor's office you have to be ready to stand your ground for stuff like that you do you have to be ready and i chickened out with what they told me of course they told me that baby could possibly die baby could be stillborn the placenta is not doing what it needs to do all these things that i eventually end up second guessing myself um, I was like, damn, could I really do this? Oh my gosh, am I really harming my baby? Like, by leaving her in? And my midwife, she didn't feel comfortable doing a home birth because of what the OB said, which I'm not going to make this podcast to bash anybody. I'm just speaking on my experience. This is how I experienced my pregnancy and birth. I felt very disappointed and hurt that my um, midwife turned me over to an OB's care that I didn't really even know that well um, because she didn't feel comfortable with the equipment that she had to do a home birth. Um, That really, that did hurt my feelings. You know, I was hurt. I felt very hurt behind that. I thought, (laughs) you know, we would be aware of these possibilities may come but we're still going to have trust that our bodies is my body is going to do what it needs to do and my baby is going to do what she needs to do to get here safely um so yeah um one day I'm going to tell my entire story but to keep it simplified I was induced and I feel like, I know I didn't have a natural birth at home, but I feel like if I were to have a natural birth, it would have been way better than being induced because I went through way more turmoil than I probably would have been through just waiting until she was ready. And that's what I kept expressing to them. I kept saying, I just want her to wait until she's ready. I don't want her to be just yanked into this world when she's not. And my body may not respond well to foreign substances, especially because I already don't consume many. I'm going to say many foreign substances because my ass still be snacking around a little bit. (laughs) But as far as like taking medicine, I'm not really that type of person. I'm an herbal type of person. I'm a drink hella water type of person. I'm a you got to get your rest to rejuvenate type of person. 
Um, that's my medicine. But yeah, one day I'll share my story in totality. I'll share the full details, maybe on another platform. I know someone I'm really close with or I feel very close to is planning on creating something like that for mothers that have had experiences in the medical industry that that they were induced and it wasn't necessary. So I've been through it. I've been through it before and I actually recently been through it and it hit me for for the first week. I like immediately started feeling what they call baby blues, but then um the second week I started to really process my birth experience and really going back to think about how all of that wasn't right. All of that wasn't right and it really wasn't necessary. You hear her? She probably getting mad over here. Goodness gracious. But, yeah. Um, to keep it short and simple, fear is just false evidence appearing real. And we have to really get in tune with our intuition and have trust that we got this. We can do this. Without the naysayers, without the people that that projected their fears onto you in the past, without the haters that want you to stay comfortable and stagnant because they don't want to see you grow, you can do this. And then without our without our own ego, sometimes we gotta tell our ego to shut the fuck up and chill. It's okay, and we gotta take a breath and acknowledge. That we're powerful and magical beings. And we can do this. We are in control. Some people like to say we're not in control 100%, not 100%, but 90% of the time. But we have full control over our lives. We can make a change if we don't like something. That's just my perspective. So let's do an exercise. Close your eyes. And if you can go back to the time where you experienced fear and that fear kept you stagnant, where it created more turmoil versus just surrendering, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and go back. What do you see? What do you feel? Exhale, take a breath. If you, Even if you need to tap on yourself and remember where you are, you're here. And just forgive yourself for not trusting the truth that was exposed to you, whether it be the relationship that you thought was perfect, but you missed those red flags. That job company that you really, really, really desired to work at, but... They weren't treating you with the utmost respect and you felt that, but you continued to be there when it sucked you dry or that friendship where you really felt like that person wasn't a good person or wasn't a good friend or you don't need to be around and you kept second guessing it. And eventually they end up showing their true colors that you already saw because it was already exposed to you in the beginning. But that ego got in the way. Forgive yourself. Forgive those that projected their fears onto you. 
we're gonna sit and do some self-inquiring and acknowledge our fears repeat after me I am secure I am safe I trust the source I trust myself I trust the truth that is revealed to me when it is revealed to me. With that being said, let the fuck off. Show up as your highest self and shine. You know what? Actually, I read daily devotionals. And this just made me think of the daily devotional that I read this morning. So let me actually go and read this real quick so i have a book called until today and it's daily devotions for spiritual or uh, what did it say hold on daily devotionals for spiritual growth and peace of mind by iyanla van zandt and those of you that know iyanla van zandt y'all know that she's amazing and um i got this probably in 2018 or or 19 and i still go back and read it um every year so october 24th i will realize my own worth when i accept there is something good within me waiting to be released and realized if you look too good on the outside people will not like you they will talk about you make nasty accusations about who you think you are or what you're doing to get what you have if you rise too high People will be upset with you for moving beyond what they think about you. And I want to pause right there and just go back to my birth experience because it really brought up a little bit of frustration. Um, I expressed to my OB that I was going to have a natural home birth. (laughs) And when you tell them that, that's what they do. (laughs) Because I wonder how it would have been if I didn't say that at first. But anyways, let me get back to the point. If you are not clear about who you are, you will fall prey to these people. Mm, Message for not just you guys, for me too. In response, you will do your best to stay where they want you, in a place where they are comfortable. This may not be the place you need or want to be. However, when you depend on others to validate and acknowledge your experience, you can only be what they think you are worth being. You will only allow yourself to be what someone else thinks about you. It is not healthy, nor is it a worthwhile endeavor to hold yourself back to make other people comfortable. There is something great and powerful within you that is waiting to be expressed. Other people may not be able to see it. For that matter, you may not be able to see it. This does not mean that it's not there. Quite often, you can be talked out of your greatness by people who get uncomfortable when you start to rise. Your rising demonstrates what they have chosen to believe is not true. If you rise, you will prove that they are wrong. Who wants to be wrong in public? When folks like this start talking to you, reach for the stars. Get a grip on your greatness. Step into your bigness and never look back. Until today, you may have allowed what other people think you cannot do to become what you can. Okay. 
She's feeling that one. <laughs> to become what you do not try to do. Just for today, move beyond the expectations of others. Dare to be bigger, better, bolder than anyone ever imagined. Uh-oh. Do one thing that someone has encouraged you not to do. Just make sure it is something that's good for you. Today, I'm devoted to living bigger and better than anyone ever imagined I would. Message. And whoever is listening, that message is very profound. You may have thought of something already. And that's really good. Take that. Step into your business. Be bold. Be better. Be great. Prove them wrong. Because ultimately, again, like I said, we live in a world where people are projecting their fears every day onto you. But like Iana Van Zandt said, you have to know who you are so you won't fall into their expectations or fall into their fears to where you end up staying comfortable and stagnant. Okay, guys, so that was just the message for this Sunday service. Thank you guys so much for listening. Definitely give me a follow. Um, as shared your feedback, let me know what you think. Hopefully, this touches whoever it needs to touch. And I trust that it's going to touch whoever it needs to touch. And you guys make sure that you are remembering who you are and not holding back on your true greatness. And know that if it, although you may not see it, like she said, oh, she just said this too. Although you may not see it, it's there. But you have to know and trust and have faith that it's there. You can do it. Continue to believe in yourself. I love you guys. And I will talk to you guys next week.